And so we're really pushing this idea that, like, look, you know, Midland is, is not a temporary stop, and it's a, it should be a destination. Uh, the economic growth that's occurred here and the economic output of this region is phenomenal, and we need a, we need a, a hub that, that represents that. And uh, the only way for that to happen is for Midland to invest its, in itself and attract outside investment. And if we, if we do both of those, we can, we can really become a, a true destination and not just a stop on the road. Oil and gas makes modern life possible. The energy the world requires today and tomorrow will come from decisions made in the oil field today. Oil and gas will remain the leading source of fuel to power affordable energy that is sustainable for the billions of people that depend on the success of the industry. The oil field is a group of people, companies, technologies, and institutions working towards providing the world with safe, clean, storable, and transportable power. The Oilfield 360 podcast is a 360-degree deep dive into the leaders of the industry who will provide listeners with a first-hand account of what it takes to build, maintain, and lead the energy business into the future. The Oilfield 360 podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Locked in Global Energy and Marine, uncommonly independent. Lockton is the world's largest privately owned insurance broker and risk finance advisor. Lockton's global energy expertise is centered in Houston and represents the largest concentration of energy specialists, clients, and experiential knowledge in the upstream, midstream, and downstream segments of the oil and gas industry. Visit Lockton.com for more information. Upright Digital. Upright Digital specializes in partnering with your business to maximize marketing efficiencies. We have a deep understanding of people, their needs, motivations, behaviors, as well as the technologies that enable brands in many industries to utilize what is available in a changing digital landscape. Find us online at uprightdigital.com. Welcome to the Oilfield 360 podcast. My name is Josh Lowry. I'm coming to you live from the Daniel Energy Partners uh, Permian Basin Barbecue. I am joined with the co-host extraordinaire, Mr. David Drode. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Josh. How are you doing? What the audience doesn't know is that's my second intro of this. We had a technical error, but my first one was just phenomenal. That was pretty good, too, really. Pretty amazing. Hopefully you don't screw this one up. Yeah, that I mean. was pretty good. But uh, just to let the audience know, you're going to hear some wind, some background noise. That's because our uh, we are standing outside of the... DEP barbecue, the 2023 barbecue, in front of the Pro Petro World Headquarters for the week yep. at the uh, DEP barbecue. How are you, sir? Doing great. Yeah, we're gonna you're gonna get introduced to a couple people here in a minute. But David, forklift, forklift noise. Yeah. Forklift. I mean, there's like this is this is live action here, buddy. <laughs> it's like we're on location. <laughs> Got generators and forklifts and drill pipe and all sorts of stuff going on. I mean, it's not a joke actually. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, I'm glad you're here, Josh. Appreciate you being my co-host. I'm glad you're wearing some normal tennis shoes today <laughs> and not multicolored shoelaces. I'll wear those tonight. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a nighttime outfit. That's right. But to my immediate left is a good friend of mine, Danny Wesson, who's the chief operating officer at Diamondback Energy here in uh, Midland, Texas, Permian operator. And then to his immediate left is my good friend, Sam Sledge, who's CEO of ProPetro Services. Uh, one of the top completions companies here in the Permian Basin. 
So appreciate you guys being here. Welcome, Thanks for having us. Happy, happy to be here. So Thank you all for having us. You guys ever done podcasts before? One. 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 Was it yeah. as cool as this? No. This is already way better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We might get a crowd. It might oh, be fun. By the yeah. way, you, it's it's pretty funny. You, you have a ton of friends out here, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so your friends come by. You find out what kind of friends they really are when they how badly they try to distract you on these things. Oh, yeah. Good Trust luck. me, if mine show up, you're going to have to edit we'll a know. lot of things out. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is a, somewhat of an atypical uh, podcast, and, and we'll be releasing this um in a couple of weeks from, from hearing this. But um, anyhow, um, we're going to be talking about Midland and the Permian Basin today. But before we start, maybe maybe we can start giving a little background about each other real quick and uh, and tell us why the Permian Basin is so important to you. So, Danny, you want to give a little background about yourself, about how long you've been out here in the Permian? And Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I've been in uh, Midland now for uh, nearly 17 years. Um, you know, I've, I've my dear friend Sam Sledge, and uh, known him for many of those years. My wife is from Midland, Texas, and uh, you know we've got two little kids here, and and uh, going to plan on raising our family here, nice. and and you know being in part of this community for a very long time. And uh, you know I've I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and went to college and uh, at LSU there, and, nice. and moved here straight out of college. And I'll tell you, you know, it's uh, it. You know, when you, when I graduated college, I thought, oh, I'll go out, you know, to Midland and, you know, maybe a, a three-year stop on my career. And, and, you know, I just grew to love this place, and, and really it's become home. Uh, the best thing about Midland is is what you put in the Midland. It gives you back in dividends. I love hearing that. That's, so, that sounds like a true Cajun right there, yeah. honestly, because that's the same way Louisiana is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's cult- awesome. Culture's great. People are great. And, you know, love being here. So What a deal. I, I, I mean, I think Louisiana people are about the nicest people there are out there. And to hear that kind of coming back into the Midland area, it's, that's that's a unique testimony there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm born and raised here in Midland. I'm third generation oil field services in my family. Uh, was more specifically in the drilling business ahead of me back dating almost all the way into the 50s. Um, so I don't really know any different and didn't really know how unique of a place Midland was until I left town and went to school at uh, Baylor in Waco, played a little football there, and kind of started to learn, wow, Midland is quite the unique place. The businesses my family's been in and, and all of my friends at home have been in, uh, just kind of the culture and the community, very, very unique place. And and was sucked back in uh, kind of by the boom in 2011. Yeah. Uh, finished an MBA and came straight out here to learn how to drive an 18-wheeler and make connections on a wellhead. That was literally my first day at work. Um, so just like Danny said, one of the really cool things about Midland is that it gives you back exactly what you give it. I was fortunate to jump in to a small growing company at the time, and it has given me back exactly what I've given it, if not more. So I've been I've been with ProPetro for a little over 12 years now and have literally worked in every corner of the business as That's we've grown and multiplied over, over the last decade plus uh, and had the pleasure and honor of, of serving the company as a CEO currently today. Well, I just realized why we do these podcasts sitting down because uh, you guys are all tall and athletes, so I don't like that at all. This is former college football players is kind of ridiculous. So from now on, former we'll be, keyword former. We will yeah, be doing these sitting down. Ago. But yes, go ahead. Let's move on. But yes, good well, to I see. Think you. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm happy you guys are having us. Thank y'all for giving us the opportunity to share some thoughts. This is great. Yeah. Good to have you. I agree with you on Midland. I mean, my own experience, my wife thinks I live out here sometimes, <laughs> but uh, been coming out here for a number of years, and, you know, you just can't find a better community. And uh, in a community that 
that has the ability to provide a lot of support and, and uh, certainly needs to needs to give it. And that's one of the things we want to talk about today. You want to tell our listeners a little bit about what you and Sam and, and Case and Will and a bunch of y'all are are focused on right now and, and uh, what y'all are passionate about besides your own businesses and and what y'all are trying to do in the community? Yeah, I'll, I'll let, you know, Sam kind of lead the charge on this and, 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 you know, fill in where he – I thought you were going to lay it out for me. <laughs> Come on, just home run. I, I think we can we can tag team it yeah. pretty hard. We've been pretty aggressive on, on some of the stuff. But, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I think just trying to get the younger generation awake to what the opportunity is here – in this unique place uh, that's that's so generous to you if you if you come here and really dedicate yourself to it. I think really conceptually at, at the 30,000 foot, that's what Danny and I and a lot of our friends and other partners in the, in the community out here have been talking about a lot lately. Midland has, I think, um, a lot of benefits to it. It's, I think, obvious reasons why guys like Danny and I are here growing our families, but it doesn't come without some struggles and some issues in terms of Midland's ability to push into the future in the right way. Um, and a lot of that, as we kind of zoom into today and what the topic uh, that is front of mind for guys like Danny and myself today is the fact that we're about to put one of the biggest school bonds in Texas state history on the ballot in, in November. Um, and we're at this point in time for a lot of reasons, but frankly for me, it's, it's because I believe Midland's underinvested in itself in a, in a, in a significant manner. And uh, there's, there's a lot to talk about um, around that. But Danny and I um, have tried to be a little bit more outspoken maybe about things like this when, we, when we've been maybe a little bit more humble in the shadows about how we run our businesses and lead our careers and our families. Yeah. And I think we're finding that we're gaining a little bit of traction being a little bit more outspoken about how we view Midland's future and what the opportunities are uh, to really improve this community that we're so fortunate to live in. Yeah, I, I echo all of those comments, and, and you know, Midland's seen a uh, phenomenal uh, uh, last decade in growth and an opportunity in business growth, but unfortunately for Midland, most of the economic growth that's occurred here is exported out of the region, and, uh, you know, we've, we've seen the, the demographics of Midland over that decade of economic growth and prosperity shift as well, and, and uh, you know, the average age in Midland now is something, you know, around 32 years right. old, and... and that's you know, crazy. Yeah, we're the crazy. old guys. Yeah, we're That's the old crazy. guys. I'm, I'm, and I'm 36. See, people, I don't think people would days. really believe that. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so we're really pushing this idea that, like, look, you know, Midland is, is not a temporary stop. And yeah. it's a, it, it should be a destination. Uh, the economic growth that's occurred here and the economic output of this region is phenomenal. And we need a, we need a, a hub that, that represents that. And uh, the only way for that to happen is for Midland to invest its, in itself and attract outside investment. And if we, if we do both of those, we can, we can really become a, a true destination and not just a stop isn't, on the road. Um, Don Evans, right? He's involved pretty heavily in this. Isn't, isn't there a That's, campaign name for this? I know there's. we're talking about it, but isn't there like a – yeah, the Permian Strategic Partnership. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. right. Okay, because yeah. I, I just heard he was he spoke in a the UT uh, K Bailey Hutchinson conference a couple weeks ago down yeah. in Austin, and honestly, he is passionate about this. And he was talking how he said there's more four year olds in Midland. Yeah. Than there are eighty year olds. I mean, or, you know, yeah. some ridiculous amount of there's a, there's so many young children in Midland now that it blows yeah. your mind. Yeah. So I I feel like there's a lot of people saying this. Look, we're not going anywhere. It's you have to convince mom and dad that hey. The schools are safe or good. The, the roads are safe. Yeah. Like this isn't just a, like you said, a, a stop up to like, let me get back to Houston. Let me get back to New Orleans or wherever I'm trying to go. Right. Is, is how involved are guys like 
the Don Evans of the world that, you know, they're planting seeds. If you've heard that phrase that we're planting seeds that, that Don will never sit under that shade, right, of yeah. the tree. Are, are the people that have been here a long time saying this is what we need to do? Yeah, I, I think Don has done a fantastic job with the Permian, uh, the, the PSP, and, and he's a great example of somebody that's, that's kind of born and raised here and has come back and given back to the community yeah. even more. Um, a very influential, connected person that, that really knows how to rally support for things. The PSP has done a lot of amazing things and will continue to do a lot of amazing things. Uh, but I think where, where maybe for me personally and Danny a little bit, where we've been trying to focus our efforts is more maybe in our personal circles and in our businesses. Okay trying to wake people up to what some of the struggles Midland has had and listen to you, Josh, uh, talk a little bit, Josh, I think of a couple things. One, that Midland, because of the business that founded Midland in oil and gas, has been a pretty volatile, cyclical right. community to live in, right? Things are good, things are bad, and there's always cycles. And look, dating back to like the 80s and 90s, there's there's some really scary scary cycles that, that really probably left a mark and a scar on Midland. And or, some of or 2015. Yeah, yeah, well, 20... 2015 as well, although I think I think uh, on a global scale we were better positioned in 2015, say in 2020, uh, 2020, when when the pandemic happened to weather some yeah, of that, fair. where we just weren't what we were in the 80s and 90s yeah, that diversified. we are that we are now, and just 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 bigger from a scale standpoint. So this kind of like cyclical mentality that maybe the next bust is around the corner, and that fear, really, frankly, in more of the older generations mm -hmm. than guys like you know my age and younger coupled with a very, very devout fiscal conservatism. We're in one of the reddest counties in the state, if not reddest counties in the country. Um, and there's a lot of benefits to that, but some of the mindset that comes with fiscal conservatism can easily uh, tilt towards anti-taxes. And with, ah. the, with the way our government is organized, especially in Texas and how you fund schools, you have to have taxes to do I, things I was like trying to figure schools. out, like, where, what's the opposition to this? Yeah. As we were talking, I'm like, what are we, what are we yeah. arguing about so, here? So, like, I mean, could I'll, be the I'll, argument? I'll, I'll, I'll kind of boil that right. into to a couple simple statements, and Danny probably has more to say about it. It is that that very devout fiscal conservatism has a mindset that we're working against when we need to invest when we need to build for the future that is, frankly, it's here now, and it's continuing to come. The biggest age group, age demographic yes. is yeah. zero, zero to four years old in Midland, Texas. Yep. It's, you gotta sleep in a parking lot overnight to get a pre-K spot at a church no. or a school, yeah. literally. And I think Danny and I have probably both done that. Yeah, have. That's insane. It, it, you know, I think that that's you know, insane. It you know, it's never one thing, right? I mean, there's there's always multiple things. You know, you, you you've got the pro and con side of every th every decision, and uh, you know, uh, certainly the fiscal conservative nature, and and you know, look, uh, there's a lot of fiscal conservatives who say, look, I, that doesn't mean no investment; it means the right kind of investment. And I and I truly believe that the you know the school bond issue is the right kind of investment. It you know it's going to pr provide us with the facilities and infrastructure we need that the the rock star school board that we've assembled led by Dr. Stephanie Howard who I believe is truly one of the best superintendents that we could have gotten nice. to this region has a has a long-term plan with goals and KPIs of strategy and and things that you know behaviorally they're going to do but they need the infrastructure to support that and and grade realignment is uh is key to that you know a lot of people don't realize that Midland's uh public education how it's structured so elementary school goes from K to sixth grade then junior high is seventh and eighth grade and then we have independent standalone freshman campuses so you're yep. in your ninth grade you go to an individual school mm -hmm. 
and then you go to high school from 10th to 12th grade and it's just it's just insanity and it creates a lot of inefficiencies it makes it very hard for them to staff that you know efficiently and and really you know create the kind of culture they want to create in, in the how school many system. high schools are out here there's well there's two public schools right <laughs> yeah. two public high schools and uh <laughs> and uh you know one one midland uh one midland high and, and midland legacy and uh you know that's a huge uh, cultural okay. rivalry in, yeah. in the community it's probably and a ton of fun out there too. oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean friday night live yeah. Right, yeah right here right behind us here over there yeah, yeah. Oh, okay so uh yeah but look i, I think we're going to be able to maintain that culture and that identity with this school bond and then of course this investment will attract outside uh investment into the region and that's what's key so much is export out of the region we got to bring some investment back into the region and we have to do that through showing that hey we, we believe in this region ourselves and we we're willing to invest right. in ourselves to attract great everybody else That's to come out point. here what i've always felt great point. uh somewhat somewhat funny is here here are so many folks that live in here from houston or, or uh, dallas or austin or whatever and uh you know they're oh we're moving out in the desert this that and the other and um you know, maybe the company they're working for gets gets bought or yeah. merged or whatever. You gotta and stay focused here. This yeah. is well, too many people of, moving around. Well, <laughs> where I was going, where I was going with this is, you know, you would think they would maybe go back to Dallas or Houston or whatever, but so many of them love Midland and yeah. they stay in Midland because it's a great place to raise a family. Yeah. Despite some of the uh, constraints that exist with with infrastructure. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I really applaud you guys for for focusing on that because it is something that needs to be focused on. I know several years ago, um, you know, Tim Leach and others were really focused on you know what was going on with healthcare, um, you know, and, and PSP came along, and you know, I think they're it's early innings for the impact that is going to make on the uh, on the greater Permian community. But um, you know, education is is critical, and 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 I think. People have got to appreciate the fact that if you're if you're folks that you depend on, and this is a people-dependent business, if they don't have the resources they need for their family, they're going to have to make some hard choices. That's and, right. And uh, you know the Permian is 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 early innings based on yeah. what we've done with unconventional resources. I mean, yeah. you know, we one time thought peak oil and 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 the Permian was done, and you know you you've got at least 50 to 100 years of you know easily known runway uh, yeah. you know not to mention if if we figure out better ways to do things right we yeah. will. I, I think that i've been thinking a lot about i live in houston and houston's great the, houston has tons of traffic yeah tons of humidity yeah i mean just i could list you 10 things that the, the mosquitoes will eat your face yeah right <laughs> i mean just i can list 10 things that are miserable yeah but then i can start with they're the nicest people that i've can get around i mean yeah. you know then there's 10 great things you're like yeah all right i guess these 10 things are worth it yeah you know and it's funny it's never the things that you don't like about something it's the 10 things you love about it that keep yeah. you there right and and i my wife and i have this struggle with houston i'm not from houston and, and we we struggle with why do we live there sometimes you know we're in the, of that age where and we could be mobile if we wanted to be right and i i heard that quote about or excuse me i was, I was thinking about like what makes cities and societies great and i'm like you know i, I feel like I loved my grandfather. I'm kind of deviating just for a second here. My grandfather was my best man at my wedding. I loved my grandfather. And I miss that class of that generation, right? Those are just phenomenal human beings. And I wondered what, like, those guys and girls would do in moments like this. I mean, I just feel like they sacrificed so much for us. In this. Yeah. And I wonder, like, why aren't we doing 
more for this next generation. It's, it just feels like it's this is mine now. Well, and it, I think it, that's a great point, but I also think our generation has to uh, take the initiative to, to, to take that rope, right? Absolutely. And I think I think that's one thing Sam and I have been talking to a lot of our uh, community leaders that are, you know, of generations ahead of us is like, look, you know, we really feel empowered and in, in a, in a, in a, a need to, to engage here. And, and they're like, look, great, we want you guys to. We need somebody to take this rope, but we can't just hand it to you. Yeah, right? no, that's so you got to pull on it. And so it I think won't mean anything if they that's give it right. To and you. I think what we're doing now is we're pulling on it and we're trying to that's rally awesome. our generation to pull on it. Do you, I mean, how do you feel like your 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 quote unquote generation? I mean, your peers, how are they yeah. doing? I think they're are they I engaging. Think, I think they are starting to realize like, oh, OK, like it is my turn, my place to stand up yeah. and do this. Like it's not I'm not stepping out of line if I stand up and, and pull on this a little bit. And I I think you've got to, you know, the social media world we live in, you know, it's really easy for people to. To, to be critical and, and you know bring yeah. problems without solutions and, well, and those, I, are the, those are the best and yeah. I, and, I, and look you know there's a lot of problems we can talk about but I, my rule is that we're not going to talk about a problem if we don't talk about a solution to it so you know let's be solutions oriented let's uh, let's 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 talk about how we can make things better in this community and, yeah. and let's as a generation stand up and lock arms and go go make it a better midland right I mean what is it? that sounds like leadership yeah well I what I, I, can, I, can I add to that yeah I think another thing that, that we're really we are realizing at least I'm realizing is that how the generations younger than even Danny and I are influenced is in a totally different manner in which yes. maybe we were influenced by the generations that came ahead of us we know how to use our iPhones pretty good right yeah <laughs> we know how to get on social media and say something or answer a question and do those things and that's been totally outside of my comfort zone personally in you know up to this point, living my life much more privately maybe than yeah. I am today. Did uh, but I think part of, yes, taking, take, pulling on that rope from the next generation, and there's plenty of guys, not just me and Danny, plenty of other people in our community that are leaders and influencers that are trying to do that same thing that we're work, trying to work alongside every day. But once you get the rope, how you, how you, yeah, how do you use, take that message? Use the yeah. influence yep. and disseminate the message because we have a group. Uh, frankly, in, in maybe their 20s and 30s that's that's really not informed and participating in our local government like we'd like them to. So we're going to have to use some of these different tools yeah. to, so talk, to create change there. Talk about that. I think it, I think it was you, Sam, or, or Danny. I can't remember which one of y'all were giving me uh, statistics the other day about just voting in Midland in general, how many registered voters there are versus how many voters are actually voting and, and – uh, do you mind sharing those demographics? Because yeah, it's a problem we've got all over the country, but I don't have it's the incredibly important here. I don't I don't have the registered voter number, but the most most the stat that stands out to me the most is in 2019 we had a bond election as well, pretty sizable one, uh, to do some of the same things we're trying to do now, just just organize a little bit differently. 25,000 people voted in that election. Only 5,000 of those people were under the age of 40. Oh my gosh! So, those are good literal, numbers. Literal, Nobody, literally, forty and under was not represented. And how many people live in the Midland? And, and and that bond election failed by double-digit votes, less than a hundred votes. So you weren't represented. So if you had a hundred more yeah. young people go to the ballot box, we're probably Danny and I probably aren't as outspoken. I mean, about you're saying young people. You're talking under forty. Yeah, yeah. we're not under, talking under we're not forty. Eighteen-year-olds. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. God, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so we really, we're letting we're letting the 60, 70, and eighty year yeah. old people that live Run. here, which there's a lot they of don't those have kids. too. They're making our, our future decisions sure. for sure. us. Yeah, we we we're really trying to get out. You know, when I grew up, and maybe I'm a little aging myself a little bit here, but MTV always had this thing like rock the vote, right? Yeah. And yeah. trying to inspire the younger generation to go vote. And and look, we're really trying to get out and rock the vote and get get 
get the you know get the young professional generation in Midland to yeah. get out and vote. And and look, you you know we're not you know we hope you vote for the bond, uh, but but really as the largest demo, you should vote for the bond. Yeah. <laughs> the, only way, the only way to you know date Sorry. yourself any more than that is to say www. Yeah. Dot, dot whatever website. Yeah. That's, that's what we've learned. We don't do that anymore. That's Our right. Like, Sorry, Dania, cut you off. You're no, right. you're. I, but I'm. You know, I think the largest demographic in Midland. We really want. We want to see them. You know speak for themselves we want their voice heard right and if, if their voice comes out and says hey we don't want this school bond then that is what it is but you know i don't think that's going to be the case i think people genuinely uh, uh that generation genuinely agree that they yeah. need this for their kids and the future of their kids here and look a community is only as good as its schools and uh and i, sure. I grew up in louisiana and and look public school system yeah. in south louisiana has has struggled for a long time and and and, and it's been hard you know and, and so i think i think midland has an opportunity to try and you know, advance itself, uh, you know, to, to, to be a leader in education in the state. And, and man, we have the resources to do it. Yep. We just got to let, let them free. You know, I'm going to go back to something you said a minute ago on the social media aspect of it. So, you know, we're in a lot of social media stuff, whether I want to be or not. Yeah. Right, we've you got Mark. Help me with that? Well, <laughs> I mean, some of it you just have to accept, like, that I'm going to do things that make me uncomfortable, right? Yeah, right. And because, yeah. you know, look, being an adult, I always tell people, being a 45 year old person that's not, you know, I won't use the word that I usually that that doesn't look like an idiot on social media is very difficult. There's a lot of self depreciation you have to accept because right. you you know you can't be cool on social media. You don't want to be cool. You're not trying to be cool. You're trying to get a message across in an uncool way, right? That's, that's right. still relevant. And I did a um, I did a cold plunge in a pool, and and my team put me on TikTok. I, I don't even I care less about TikTok, but they put me on this TikTok. This thing got like thirty thousand views. I go to an industry event. The CEO of a major public traded company comes up to me, and he walks up to me. He says, uh, hey, he goes, uh, first of all, you need to clean your pool. <laughs> and, and, and he goes, and he goes. Secondly, why are you coming through my TikTok? And I looked at him. I said, "Please, sir, don't don't watch that." <laughs> yeah. I was like, and he starts telling me that he has TikTok. Number one, he's 55, and two, he starts telling me that my pool is dirty. I was like, "All right, great." And then he starts saying, "Look, I, the the joke's funny, but we need to be using TikTok and Instagram and all these for the messages of the oil and gas industry." Yeah. yeah. And look, for what you guys are doing, whether you like it or not, the more you can get involved in these social media. You know the TikToks, the Instagrams, whatever. It's better for you guys because these people are doing that type of stuff left yeah. and right. So just that's right. Yeah. Be aware of that. For sure. I, you know, I, I, we we uh, you know I I've been engaging and and uh, you know it's look you know I'm I'm open and love people to come talk to me anytime and and, and want to hear from people and understand what their points of view are yeah. and and you know my point of view is never the right one. You know, I want to yeah. understand where everybody's coming from. We have so. a policy. Let's get it right, not be right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So don't let gonna... your perfection be the enemy of the greater good. <laughs> that's right, buddy. So uh, that's, that's, that's gotta be the motto. I know we're kind of wrapping up and I'll say just yeah. one more thing. I know we spent, I don't know how long talking about the school bond pretty specifically. Um, but for anybody that listens to this, especially people that are living, growing their families and their businesses in Midland, this is, this this conversation is a school bond conversation today, but it's it's much bigger than that. Um, hospitals, roads, diversifying our economy right. out here. Uh, there's there's a lot to work on um, to to get Midland with the right foundation to be everything it can be for the future. So um, you know, I like to think that guys like Danny and myself are are kind of just getting warmed up. Love it to, yeah. to yeah. try and inspire more people to get informed, to get involved. And to try and just do good, do good in our community because it deserves it. Yeah, we yeah, hundred percent agree. And we, 
we're trying to build a better community out here, right? It's a great community, and we want to make it better than the, how we how we received it. So I mean, that is all you can truly do. Yeah. yeah. Quite frankly, the country and the world yeah. depends on your success. That's right. So. Yeah. So we're 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 happy that you guys gave us an opportunity to yeah. share yeah. our Thanks voices. A lot. And I'm glad you did it. Yeah. Thank and, you guys. And for thank time. you, thank you all for well, your what you do for our industry as yeah. well, because it's very important getting no our message out. We love it. Truly, yeah. it, it is for the industry. And I mean, congratulations on the growth you guys have seen. It's incredible. I so. just let David yell at me for an hour every couple of weeks. Working pretty. I don't good. believe that. He, <laughs> I've never seen him raise his voice not once. Cool and collected. <laughs> you guys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and thank you, thank you to Daniel Daniel Energy Partners for hosting this thing. What a great event! Congrats, yeah, John. So. The Oil Field 360 podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors: Locked In Global Energy and Marine, uncommonly independent. Locked In is the world's largest privately owned insurance broker and risk finance advisor. Locked In's global energy expertise is centered in Houston and represents the largest concentration of energy specialists, clients, and experiential knowledge in the upstream, midstream, and downstream segments of the oil and gas industry. Visit LockedIn.com for more information. Upright Digital. Upright Digital specializes in partnering with your business to maximize marketing efficiencies. We have a deep understanding of people, their needs, motivations, behaviors, as well as the technologies that enable brands in many industries to utilize what is available in a changing digital landscape. Find us online at uprightdigital.com.